All right, Sons of the Hunt, episode number 18. Episode 18, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been over a month since we recorded. It has, but it I has. Mean, it was November. Well, it's November, it's, uh, you know, hunting season, uh, holidays, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we had some vacations in the mix, we've had all kinds of, all kinds of good stuff going on, but definitely became a bit of a hurdle to uh, sitting down at the table here. Yeah, absolutely, I mean... It, it's it's priorities, you know. You got to put the woods first. Indeed, you know. Indeed, but that just makes for uh, some real good content coming down the pipeline. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy when I think about the the last podcast we did, and the content that I had stored, mm-hmm. and where I am now with the content that I have, and it's just a whole different game. Yeah. You know, rem- I remember at the end of two, I said I'm I've got a clean slate now. Yep. You know, I, I'm good to go. Well, I'm I'm just I'm right back yeah, at, at a full at bank it, now. So it. yeah, the last couple of days I've been editing a lot of stuff that I've had on the back burner, and hopefully we'll get some of that out. I've got just a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we got a lot to talk about. Indeed, like, where do we even start? Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and again, we 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 sit down, we talk for a few minutes before we hit record, and you know, we usually have some sort of guideline you know we lay out to go so we kind of have some ideas but again it's a mishmash a menagerie of all kinds yeah. of topics to yeah. run over so uh i mean as, as far as uh you know where we're at for the season boy i'll tell you what's been a tough one on my end uh just no go man i still have an empty freezer but i've got a lot of faith yet there's still time uh coming down to uh this weekend coming up is going to be the uh the last weekend for the pennsylvania rifle season right so and that's usually when everybody kind of throws it in after yeah. that but uh we still do have second archery season coming mm-hmm. down uh starts day after christmas and that's an exciting time for me I, I i don't know why i don't know if i'm just a glutton for punishment but uh i do enjoy that second archery season for some reason but yeah i've uh I was actually thinking about that today. I, I mean, we've got our plan for Saturday. Yeah. You know, we, we've uh, got an, an all-out assault on, on Indeed, it, uh, we've definitely developed a bit, of a, yeah, a, bit but, of a strategy, but uh, for, for good cause, no doubt. Yeah. No, no but, doubt. Uh, the one thing I was thinking today is if I want to use my last doe tag, mm. if I want to use it on Saturday, I'm sure I'll have the opportunity to fill it on Saturday, but I'm kind of wondering if I should roll the dice and maybe try to take a second doe with the bow in late season. I mean, yeah. late season is the easiest time for me to just go, ooh, it's very cold, and this yeah. bed is very warm. Yep, so. it's one degree outside. Yeah. You, you have to work. <laughs> Fahrenheit. you gotta, you got to work to, to get a late season. A little bit, yeah. Sure. A little bit. But, you know, it's it's like anything. You know, the harder you work for something, sometimes the, the, the more uh, the more you Yeah, exactly, yeah. the more you appreciate yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, Saturday's going to be an interesting uh, interesting day. We've got uh, a couple of rookies going to be joining yeah. us this Saturday. Yep. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, and we'll both be filming. So that'll actually end up turning into probably a, some good content and good, good oh, story absolutely. to tell on the we'll probably podcast. probably be able to make a, a whole podcast just out of what's going to happen uh, this yeah, coming Saturday. So For sure. That, that'll, that'll definitely be fun. But uh, on my end, um, <laughs> going to choose my words carefully. I know know a lot of people know that I I had some success this year, but I'm just kind of trying to create a little bit of suspense. Yeah. Maybe, I guess. You know, do something a little different. I mean, if everyone knows the ending to a story, 
I feel like you're less inclined to watch this or listen to the story. Oh, sure. So, sure. you know, you don't want to read the last page of the book before you read the first chapter. Well, that's just it. And I feel like that's kind of the, you know, the norm for, mm-hmm. for any anything. Like, you you follow a lot of TV shows. We'll say like mm-hmm. anything on the Outdoor Channel. If you follow their social media, you already know how majority of these episodes end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they they post their success stuff right. Before. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good about it. You know, they got it planned out pretty well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, yeah, they kind of give away the ending right before the uh, before the shoe draws. But yeah. you know, and, and the, the you know your average Joe on social media don't really have much of a uh, a motive. You know what I mean? They they just like, hey, look, I got a buck, cool, sweet, or hey, I shot this great doe, or uh, got a turkey, or what have you. And that's that's the end of the story. Yeah. But for some people, the story just starts there. Yeah, and uh, I, I've the you know the last week or so I've been reviewing all all my footage, everything I shot this past season, and uh, before I started looking at it, I was thinking, man, I didn't have the camera on a lot, I didn't film a lot. I was thinking it was going to be kind of weak, mm-hmm. and the more I reviewed it, the more I got excited about it because it actually is a pretty unique story i guess yeah yeah oh you just what you've shared with me so far is uh is pretty interesting i'm excited about it yeah i i think that it it's it'll be worth watching it, it, there's an actual story it's not just i killed a deer yeah so yeah, yeah. we'll see we'll see what i how i, I can put it together i think know? that makes for some of the best content of course i'm a little impartial uh, but you know, it's, right. the, it, anybody out there who's been listening to the podcast for any level of uh, you know, any amount of time, kind of gets how we feel about a lot of that stuff. And you know, it's real easy. And, and I and I that's how I cut my teeth was just making, just filming whatever I could. And if I thought it was cool, I put it out there. Um, but uh, you know, when you really put a lot of effort into the story, I think that's where you really start to grab a hold of people in an audience. And, uh, so I, and I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm pretty jacked for some of the stuff you got coming down the pipeline myself. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to try to switch it up. You know, I was thinking about it, you know, I released a lot of footage kind of through the podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we did the story of, of two, which was a couple seasons and did it in segments here, but I think I'm going to jump back to actually making a film. Yeah. And once the film's totally complete and done and released, Maybe we'll do an episode where we watch it and then do like the DVD commentary. Yeah, right. Do do something along those lines. So it's definitely going to be. I, I'm probably looking at like twenty minutes to a half hour. Try to try to tighten it up, make it concise, but still, you know, something that that's a standalone. So. And that's it. It's it's hard sometimes, you know. And I ran into this uh, when I was editing the, the turkey video from last last spring, which that you guys will be seeing that come spring. Pardon me. Is I didn't want to make it too long, but I didn't want to lose the story either. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line you kind of walk sometimes, where once you finally render that final video, and then you play it back, and you start to have these emotions, these yeah. like you second guess yourself on certain scenes or certain parts. You're like, man, did I really need to leave that in there? Yeah. And then you got to think back. You're like, okay, well, so if I took it out, is it going to matter? Right. And then you're like, okay, yeah, okay, that needs to be there for, even though I might not think so, because I was there, I was present, I was involved. Yeah. I know how the story ends. That part is kind of integral in telling the story. So. It, it's so hard to, to detach yourself from it because it's important to you. And that's you know, it. I, that's I mean, it. I'll have this, like a, a stupid shot of a squirrel or something, but it was right after I saw a deer and it, and it, you know, I was still 
amped up and and I'm filming a squirrel and to anyone else it's just a squirrel right but to me that footage is totally different and it's hard to pull yourself away and be like all right this is just a squirrel to anyone else this right is, right this is not intricate to the story exactly exactly <laughs> you know, you know I, i'm a big fan of steve ranella uh, a lot of people i'm sure that that listen to the podcast are, are, are fans as well i know a few of them that are for sure um and he uh uttered a term that i will never forget and it was a big in editing um copy when he was doing articles, writing for different uh, papers and New Yorker stuff like that, and he, he used to, he referred to it as killing your babies. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, He's you like, know. you got to know when to sacrifice something that you have a, a, an emotional attachment to, but you got to understand that just because you have an emotional attachment to it doesn't mean that any of the readers are going to have an yeah. emotional attachment. It's so far- you got to know what to cut out and what to keep, what to kill, what to let live. And I was like, wow. That's in, that's dark, man. <laughs> it's it's true though. I mean, but that's, that's a, it's it, an you know, accurate it's an accurate analogy. Indeed. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of starting to I, I don't know I I don't know what the right word to describe it is, but I'm just kind of getting into Steve Ranello just yeah. now. Excuse me, and um, I don't I don't know. It's not that I was never exposed to his content before. Mm-hmm. It just it just seems like. All of a sudden, I'm like connecting to it, it and it's it's yeah. different. it's 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 definitely starting to pop up in more places now than ever. Yeah, especially with with you know the Netflix deal and all that. But oh yeah, yeah, that's a big deal for, for sure. For some reason, it, it keeps getting recommended to me on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big YouTube follower anymore because yeah, so am I. The the app on on the TV is so nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I almost like watching different things on YouTube as opposed to turning on Netflix at the end. Of the oh, day, I'm a huge YouTube freak, man. And and the cool thing is because you know it, it's you can really custom tailor your content yeah. through YouTube. You can do the same thing with Netflix as well, but uh, you know you there's anybody could put anything on YouTube, and that's the cool thing. Now that yeah. could be a you know it could be good or bad. Yeah. Uh, but you, you you find these gems every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you find some old stuff. Uh, uh, that's actually how I found Heartland Bowhunter. They, yeah. they were putting these little shorts, the these little way. videos on, on YouTube. Yep. And I was like, Heartland Bowhunter. That, that, I definitely, that instantly screamed redneck to me. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's just opposite. You know, I, I became a huge fan of them through YouTube. And then when they started doing the TV series, I was excited because I was a big fan of them, you know, right from the get. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been following right along with the Hunting Public guys. Mm-hmm. I, I It is. It's interesting to watch that stuff, you know. Yeah, the they, Hunting Public is cool. I like watching their content. They have a lot of cool stuff. Um yeah, I've been a Ranella fan since before he was doing Meat Eater. Uh, he had a thing on Travel Channel where he traveled around and did, it was, I forget the name of it. It's killing me. I'm, I forget the name of the, the show that he had. But he would go around, eat different stuff, and, you know, he would go, in, and he actually started doing some hunting while yeah. he was on that show. And that was kind of taboo. Uh, yeah, 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 around that time. And, like, he went out and killed some pigs with a with a knife, I think it was, or something like that, which was like, no, man. Yeah, barbarian. <laughs> yeah, and they let that slide. It was really interesting. And, you know, but it was a cool show. And then when he went in Meat Eater, I kind of didn't know what Meat Eater was, but I was familiar with Ronell. Yeah. I read some of his work and stuff like that, so. You know you know what, uh, I just watched, was it, it was either today or yesterday? I don't know. All my days just a blur. Start anyway. to blur this but, time uh, of year, yeah. He um, he was hunting mountain lion. Yeah, did you see that one? Yep, it was a uh, it was a uh, I think it was was it YouTube or is something? Is that recently? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that I, was he, he uh, was wearing exclusive. his first light stuff. So, but I I don't know if he's always worn that or, or if, um, that, if that tells of the, the time I, I, period. For, he was a big t- big time for a long time. You know, he's been a big advocate because uh, of uh, Ryan Callahan, who's a big. He's one of the guys that one of the the, the big guys at First Light. He's good friends with him. That's kind of how they. I, I don't know how the relationship is, was established, but I know that they became good friends. Uh, regardless of how it came about right uh, he's involved in a lot of the meteor stuff and he's in you know in, in a lot of their shows uh he does a podcast with them all the time and he's always traveling with them so uh uh yeah it's uh that was pretty recent from what i understand it was uh, an exclusive that they did so and, it wasn't on netflix i think it was either a youtube or facebook exclusive that they did okay and y- you know the the thing about that that really grabbed my attention is i was never uh a proponent of mountain lion hunting just because it's it's with the dogs and mm-hmm. i just it's not my style of hunting and i think maybe it's because i don't understand i don't understand exactly sure. what's going on but it just doesn't seem like something i would want to do right because it, it i i know that there's so many people who are against this but all it seems like is you're following the dogs and they get the cat in the tree and then the cat's kind of just like sitting there and you walk under and you pluck it out of the tree, out of the tree right, and it, right it's just like eh. yeah i know I, and i'm same way same exact way but, man. i mean he seemed pretty jacked up about it you know I'm, I'm sure it's still a rush but the thing that really got me is when he started cleaning the cat and he's saying oh look at this meat and he's like i could do i'm i'm gonna do this with it and i'm gonna smoke this hind quarter and yeah it, and then all of a sudden i was that's when it caught me and i was yeah. like well, okay he, and then it transitioned perfectly right into the kitchen yep and the stuff he was putting together was just like and that's that's kind of what he's been known for yeah. you know what i mean for really i mean the name of the show was meat eater for crying out loud and, it, and then but, it totally changed my mind to all right i i want to eat mountain lion now yeah everyone says it tastes it. like pork it's almost like a pork yeah mm. they said it was like fatty white meat yeah so i mean yeah yeah he's he's an interesting interesting guy you know, and he's very well read. He's very smart, very knowledgeable. So he can back up everything. I mean, it, yeah. some of his public speaking events, it, it Google that and see on YouTube yeah. or whatever, and, and uh, you, you'd be impressed with the way he, he comes off. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of his. Uh, you know, he he inspires a lot of the stuff that I've written in the past and stuff like that. So, yeah, can't can't uh, yeah I can't say enough about uh, Stephen Rinella. You know, and it, to, to come back kind of to the the mountain lion thing. You know, I was the same way with bears, you know what I mean, where they hunt bears with dogs and that kind yeah. of thing. And I was that, that never attracted me, you know, because it didn't – and I know a lot of people are going to be like, douche. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no challenge. It doesn't seem like a challenge. Now, hiking, that, that you know, cardio challenge, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. you gotta, yeah. you got to keep up with these dogs and, you know. But it just didn't seem like a challenge to me. But, you know – I a few people have done it and you know you, again Renella chasing the mountain lion you know it, it definitely changes your perspective a little bit yeah um but you know it, it's kind of the you know w- when you go to say like the general public and you say you know do you agree with hunting mm-hmm. and large percentage are going to go sure sure you know if you're doing it for the right reason you're eating the food sure i agree with it then you go well do you agree with bear hunting or do you agree and you start to fine tune that yeah it's yeah. going to change the dynamic of the perception of that practice you know what i mean so and that and you find the same holds true with hunters in, as well you right. know some some guys are like you're gonna go shoot a stocked pheasant that's not hunting well maybe maybe not you know yeah. it, you know I, I may agree with that but i'll tell you what i've done it before and it's a heck of a lot of fun 
Yeah. You know, it's like really cool grocery shopping. You know, yeah, I'm not going out and hunting these birds. They're put out, you know what I mean? But they taste great either way. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of guys who are just like, you know, they have this perception about what is hunting and what is not hunting. What is work? What is not? What is, right. you know, a challenge? What's not a challenge? And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's really interesting how some people can really kind of change the perspective uh, of a certain practice just by, uh, just with a conversation, especially when it's not something you're exposed to, you know? Right. Yeah. And I know that we've, we've discussed it a few times about, you know, the, the why do you hunt? And I feel like we're, we're just going to keep dancing around this and never yeah, actually have anything dedicated to it. But I mean, <laughs> I think you, you kind of have to listen to the, the, the whole array of podcasts that we have out there to get the full answer because it's not just a one, you know, cut and dry answer. You know, the, it's it. the, the one thing that I've found myself wanting more than anything else this year was deer heart. Yeah. And you know, it, <clears throat> I was lucky to get a few and I, ju- I was just talking to my dad the other day and I was like, I think I enjoy the heart better than the, the loins mm-hmm. or the tenderloins. It's yeah. just now it's, it actually is a, a hunt for food. Like that's all I want is <laughs> a deer heart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's food that's driven. Like, it, there's your trophy, man. You know what I mean? A lot it. of people go, I'm not a trophy hunter or a meat hunter. Well, define trophy. Yeah. Define what your trophy is. You know, my trophy runs along the the spine as opposed to sticking out of the head. Right. So yeah, I'm a trophy hunter. I'm after something that's going to give me some sort of satisfaction. That's going to give me some sort of sense of accomplishment. You know what I mean? So whether it's the heart, the antlers, the back straps, uh, whatever, the shank. I mean, a lot of people are real big into that. So yeah. it all depends on, on on what it is. You know what I mean? But but absolutely, man. You know, you start to kind of uh, a lot. Of, that's this thing with, with with hunters. A lot of hunters are like, oh, heart. I can't bring myself to eat a heart. I don't know. Try how. it, man. I don't know how. It, it is so delicious. I wasn't able to bring myself to eat liver, and I tried it. I didn't care for it, but I tried it. I think I could cook a heart for anyone. They would eat it. Oh, I, I, agreed. I just, I just, Agreed. I just guarantee that there's no way anyone could try it after mm-hmm. I cook it and say that it's not good. Yeah, we were, I, we... I'm obsessed with this lately. I don't, I don't, I have, I have the hunger, Jay. I've got. The... I'm th- uh, yeah, it's almost like that. What's that term that's co- all the, the cool kids are using now? The ASMR is that is that the like it's uh, some kind of satisfactory feeling you get from of something. Um, I forget what it stands for, but it's like you know ASMR. It's so cool. I'm but not we're, familiar. We, yeah, it's something I just <laughs> came across that too long ago. Again, that just ages me. Um, but we were talking about the certain sound you hear in a certain thing. We just I don't right. want to give it away, you know. Yeah. But we were talking about it's almost like when you snap into a. a oh yeah. A, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing with with a deer heart. There's that texture when you bite into it. Well, that's just it's it. just a different texture, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's satisfying. And it, it definitely has a different flavor. I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that, but. I it, I think it is texture that I, I like the most about it. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. I don't know. But it's uh, it's delicious, and I've had that meal twice now already. See that? And See you that? know what? I'm starting to get heart donations. Uh, oh, no kidding? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. How about that? My buddy from work, Kurt, uh, <laughs> was nice enough to donate That's cool. his uh, buck harvest heart to me. So. That's nice. Yeah, the next deer I shoot, I'm going to pull the call fat from. That's cool. one thing I want to do is pull the call fat. Really? Yeah, I want to try it. What do you even do with that? Wrap the heart in it. Wrap oh. the heart in call fat and roast it. I think that hmm. might be pretty cool. Uh, I've seen it done before. That's what tripped me on it. I'm like, oh, all right. Because I've seen call fat from uh, from beef. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, and then I saw somebody harvest the call fat from a deer. I was like, you know what? I never even thought of that. That, you know, most, you right. know, uh, 
you know, cow, deer, cervids, they, they're going to have call fat, you yeah. know? And I was like, oh man, I never would have thought of that. Hmm. So I think I'm going to try and harvest the call fat if I can. It's a tricky piece to get at, but uh, if you can get it, it's pretty interesting to try that out and uh, hmm. wrap a loin in it. Because, you know, a lot of the deer meat is very lean. Yeah. So if you can pull that really cool layer of fat, for, for people who don't know, call fat is like a, a layer of fat that is that lines the stomach area. Mm-hmm. Not in the stomach, but like the intestinal area, that the, the area where you would find a lot of the, you know, where the gut pile is, you know. And uh, it's a really cool fine mesh of fat. It almost looks like a spider web. Right. And uh, you can use that and it comes out in like a sheet and you can wrap things in it. And it's just a nice layer of fat that you can add to a lean piece of meat like the heart, like okay. the loins. Um, Interesting. Me, something technique. like that. So I think that would be kind of cool just to try it out. And, yeah. You know, it's just something new. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try it, I think. Maybe maybe we'll luck out uh, Saturday. We'll have some call fat. Play yeah, I don't know how to... Uh remove that but well it, yeah. once you start kind of digging around in there for lack of a better term you're gonna see it you gotta be careful yeah. with that, well, that I'm yeah, assuming, well i wouldn't go digging with a knife i'm assuming you, you, <laughs> it, you it's probably pretty easy to ruin it, well yeah it, it's easy to ruin but it's easy to remove as well you know you usually you can remove it with your hands you don't kind of cut it loose hmm. uh, it's almost like a lining of the abdominal wall i guess would be the best way to say it okay. um, that might not be the best terminology to use mm-hmm. but it's in that general vicinity so it's like a, a layer of fat that just lines the uh where the internal organs would be um, and then it's uh, supposed to be pretty pretty tasty layer of fat so uh, we'll see how that plays out so so is that essentially tripe no no tripe is the actual intestine if i'm not mistaken I've had it. It's gross. Yeah. I've, I, you know, I've I actually had it before it. and it was really good. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had it one time. It took me a minute to get past the whole. It, I might be mistaken, but I want to say it's the actual intestine. I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but I've eaten it before. It was like the lining. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it. Maybe but, it is. Um, yeah, I had it. Made, I know it's it's a really popular Italian dish. Oh, and yeah. The, the one That's time I, I had it made. Old Forge. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was covered in sauce. It's like the first sauce. or second stomach of a cow or other ruminant used as food. So that doesn't really help me. Uh, but I mean, it was it was just covered in sauce and it was real chewy. And yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. In my opinion, it was not worth it. It wasn't worth like chewing it and sucking it down. Like you might as well just go eat something else covered in sauce that <laughs> is better. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. The, the, one, the one I had had sauce on it as well. Um, but see, that's the one thing that, that yeah. drives me nuts with any kind of Italian cooking. Once you cover it in sauce, then you're just tasting red sauce, and yeah, and it, everyone just slow. Fair down. enough. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes, I am Italian, and yeah. if anyone's listening to this, like, no, it's not blasphemy. Like, I, I like Italian food. I love Indeed. it. But just like the video I posted today, I want to taste the venison. Yeah. You know, I want to taste yeah, yeah. the chicken. I want to taste the actual thing that I'm eating. I don't want to taste something just covered in sauce. Sure, sure. Fair enough. Because I was at, yeah, I had tripe and sauce. And, and, you know, like I said, once I got past what what, what it was, because, you know, everybody has that almost that knee-jerk reaction to certain things. You know what I mean? Calamari, we've talked about that before. People go, calamari, sure, what's that? It's squid. Oh, I'm not eating that. But it's yet one of they've the best things you oh my eaten God. It or picked at it at one time without oh, yeah, even knowing no what idea. it is. Just, oh, look at this fried thing. I'm going to dip it in sauce. That's it. The cuttlefish are my favorite, like the little tentacles. Oh, mm-hmm. see, Kim can't eat that one. That's so when my we favorite get an, part. I know, me too. Yeah. So when we get an order of calamari, I get all the cuttlefish. Nice. But, yeah, it's good stuff. So, you know, it, it, once you kind of uh, move past that whole 
um, that knee-jerk reaction to what it is, uh, and you give it a shot. You know, like I said, we've talked about this a little bit before, and there are certain things we can get past, and yeah. certain things you can't. <laughs> Rattlesnake and deer balls. You know what I mean? You know the. I was. Uh, I gave a portion of heart. Actually, I gave it away to somebody at work. They told me they enjoyed it, and that the, and they don't really hunt as much anymore. And he, he's an older guy. And I yeah. said, I said, all right, well, if you. I don't know anyone that ever requests this, so I'm going to give it to him if yeah, he yeah. likes it. So, excuse me. I brought him some heart, and uh, he told me that he likes the kidneys. Hmm. And I was like, I don't even know if I could pick out the kidneys. Yeah, they're well, the kidneys aren't too hard to pick out because once, once ever... the gut pile comes out, they're still in there. They're usually on the lot, the wall, the lining of the. See, I was I was asking him about that. He said no, they usually come right out. Do You're they? saying they don't? I, I've never noticed. I've never well, noticed them. Yeah, I've seen them usually kind of hanging in there a little bit. You know what I mean? So uh, now, now I've, now I'm curious. They're like golf ball sized little nuggets alongside they're, they're smaller. the. Yeah, yeah, they're not big. So maybe we'll but, grab some and try them out. Yeah, I, I, I've I, never tried the kidney. I'm starting. I'm starting to get a little adventurous now, and now there's See all that? kinds of different things. Well, I what the try. hell? What do you got to lose? You know what I mean? Nothing if you don't like it, it you well, wash it down with a warm pulp pack, hydroelectric. Wash it down with an IPA. You know what I mean? It's a piece of cake. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this. It, it seems like whenever we do get in this discussion, it just wraps, wraps, wraps around. Yeah, we do get a little out of hand. We we we, we get like a, to eat. but we're we're foodies, man, and is 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 you know some people really loathe that term anymore. That's the fact of the matter. No, I, mean, I mean we we love food, and that is the driving force to a lot of the things that we do in the outdoors. Um, so yeah, so be it. Yeah, I mean you look at my Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I I I'm almost willing to bet at this point more than half my pictures are just raw meat. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like, Either that or cooked meat, one, mm-hmm. one or the other. Uh, yeah, and, and to come around on that, man, I have uh, really – you're, you're killing me with these videos lately, man, as good as they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. You know, I – You've we, done a great job on them, man. The we, one you premiered today was awesome. That was really good. I really liked it. That's that's by far my favorite way to prepare venison. That's not heart. Um, just straight out sear it. Salt, yeah. pepper, and sear it. And then, you know, add your flavors as you deem necessary. Sure. I love jalapeno. I love sriracha. Yep. Oh, dude, this, so, when you were making the sriracha mayo, I'm like, oh, my God, I've made that a million times. It's just one of my favorite things, a little yeah. sriracha and some mayo, some garlic, call it a day. And then you get fancy, you call it aioli. Yeah, you know? I'm telling but you. That's, uh, yeah, that's, you know, a little a little side, you know. And then that way you're not really <laughs> – my grandmother always used to call it – you're not camouflaging here. Whenever right, anyone you're not masking used, it. used ketchup, she'd say, yeah. you're just camouflaging your food. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a pretty cool term. Now Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, I, I want to taste the venison. I want to taste – and people say the, the gaminess or whatever. That's not – I think it just it, – to me, it tastes like venison. Yeah. You know? I, I, you know, I like that about it. You know, And some are going to taste more than – you're going to notice it more in some deer than others. Mm-hmm. Um, there's – I just uh, saw um, – it was a, I think it was an article or a video about does a ruddy old buck taste any different than – a regular one. Meat eater. Was it meat eater? Meat eater. Yeah, yeah I just saw the tagline. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just saw the tagline and I was like, all right, because I've seen him I've seen him compare like an old buck to like a two-year-old buck and they eat it raw. Yeah. They like cut it and put a little, I don't know what is it, they, they just made a little spice to put on it and they ate it raw to see if it was any different and it really wasn't. So yeah. and we've talked about the whole, what was, somebody asked us in a live podcast, what's the oldest deer you ever shot? Yeah. 
And mine I missed was a both. Dope. Mine was four and a half. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was five. He had five and a half inch bases. Oh, there you go. So, so that's what I can see. It. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, good <laughs> but, on you for coming yeah. clean. <laughs> yeah. I thought of it. You know, honestly, that's been bothering me since since that last podcast. Mm, mm. Or, or whenever that yeah. happened, because I was like, "That's that's not true." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a uh, good good. You come clean, you yep. know. Uh, congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the somebody asked us, you know, what was the oldest deer? Mine was a, was a doe, and tasted fine. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people are concerned with you shoot an old deer. Now, you know, I have a lot of people who would swear that the older buck are going to taste different. They're going to taste dearier. So if that's a word, I don't think it is, but it is now. Sure. Um, you know, you, you get that wild, that gamey taste, but I don't mind that because uh, I'm so, I'm, but I'm accustomed to it. You know, I, I haven't really considered that in a long time. I mean, we because between me and my dad, we've we've shot old buck that tasted good. We've shot deer that didn't taste as good. Obviously, like you shoot like a young deer, it tastes awesome. Sure. And it. I think that a lot of it has to do with how the deer dies. Yeah. I mean, if I think, you know, you shoot a deer through the guts and he suffers for no, I would hours agree with on that. end. I would agree with that. You they know, say a lot of the adrenaline gets through the, you know, through the system and it, you know, the the blood and the muscle starts to taste funky or, or whatever. But. you know, if, if the deer is tensed up, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he's hurting and agonizing pain, you, I would assume it's going to taste different, you know. You put a an arrow directly through a deer's heart, and he passes out before he even down falls down feet. to the ground. Yeah, I would think that that's it's a weird comparison, but when people are asleep and they get in a car accident, they're often hurt less than when they're awake mm-hmm. and they tense up. Oh and yeah, that's yeah. when they hurt themselves. So, yeah, drunk I mean, too. You know, I've, yeah, yeah. I get a couple people who get a couple of drinks in them, and they're pretty buzzed up. And they and, flip their car. Yeah, and or they, they flip their car, or they fall down a flight of steps, and they stand right up and walk away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it happens. Same, same thing. I mean, if if the deer is conscious that oh, I, I I'm hurt, and then they mm-hmm. bed up somewhere and they sit there and they suffer for hours. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to make an impact. Yeah, it's you would think. I think that 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 would change it, but as far as just a a deer being in the rut. Yeah, yeah, or you know, an age, certain age class. You know, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know, I don't know. But then Maybe again, there's just something like, to it. But just like the adrenaline coursing through a deer's, you know, bloodstream, testosterone must peak during the rut too. I would sure. Think. So sure. I don't know. I didn't actually read that article, by the way. No, neither did I. I just saw the tagline <laughs> and it caught my interest. See, that's, so maybe we, should, we should maybe double should back on it. <laughs> God, reading is oh, hard. Man. Yeah, all right. No one said there was going to be math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but see, we were worried. We're already 30 minutes in, and we yeah. were, uh, you yeah. know, and most of it was, you know, food-centric. Yeah. Again, see, I made up another word. I'm just on fire. Yeah, and I, I only briefly touched on, on my season. I could. I, I know, right? Holy I could, smokes. I could have gone into I, – I don't want to give too much of it away. I, I, saw, I saw a lot of buck, yet the – Actual hunting was some of the hardest hunting that I've done. It just the weather this year was just brutal. Yeah, I'll agree with you. You know, I'll, I'll, I might touch a little bit on it in the next half. I went up to New York to a friend of mine has a camp up in New York, and yeah. I got to go spend some time up there over the weekend, and it's a great time. But I mean, the weather was miserable. I mean, it was like ten hours of cold and rain. You Ooh. know what I mean? That was my day. 
Um, but you know, when you have an opportunity like that, you don't want to pass, you don't want to spend it in the cabin. Yeah. You want to get out there and get after it as much as you can. And, and that's what we did. And, um, you know, out of myself and seven other gentlemen, I think we, we got one, one doe, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had a shot at a deer, but I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. Um, you know, it, I did, but I didn't. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So, well, let's, uh, let's take a break and then we'll. Talk we'll get into it. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. We got some. We, I, we we got some good stories coming up. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And we got to talk about this beer. Indeed, indeed. Awesome. All right, so let's take a break. We'll be right back. Sounds good. back we are back recording and we are drinking beer we are no worse for the wear that's for sure yeah we we do this quite a bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. indeed so today we're drinking local yeah we are despite being abled abled (laughs) <laughs> i'm telling you there's a lot here, of hashtags that are coming here, out of this podcast for uh, t-shirt opportunities <laughs> so we're off to a super smooth start to yeah. the second half of the podcast and uh as i was saying despite being able to drink beer from all across the country indeed thanks to our sponsor tavor tavor yeah today we're drinking local indeed yeah uh right out of uh holly what's that about 20 minutes from here a little further, a little but I mean, you know, not far. Stone throw, stone throw, compared to what we're usually drinking. Yeah, out of Oregon and mm-hmm. Colorado and Anchorage, but this beer is next level. This is unbelievable for uh, the local northeastern PA craft beer scene. We are drinking Wall and Paul Pack Brewing Company Hydroelectric IPA. Yeah, this is really legit stuff, man. Uh, from the flavor to the color to uh, the front end citrus to not, I mean, it did. Was there a, a listing of the IBUs on this? They did list it, yep. didn't they? Yep. yep. IBU of 70, which is really pretty mild. It doesn't, I would have guessed lower to be honest with you if I See, had to. This is the, the, uh, the cliche, cliche adjective that all be, like, craft beer drinkers use. This is crushable. You crushable, could, huh? Yeah, you could crush a bunch of these. Uh, oh yeah, fair. Okay, yeah. It took Six me a second and a half to figure percent. out what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's crushable. Six and a half percent isn't too bad. It's I not mean, that bad. What's your over your over the counter standard is what four and a half? Four, three point eight, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So you get that little bit of an extra oomph, and it's just very drinkable. Yeah, yeah. It's smooth. It's got that little bit of citrus. It's hazy. I mean, it almost looks like a glass of like really heavy like apple cider yeah that's a good analogy apple cider is the way to go it's got that same color don't, i mean it's a darker i, I don't want to say orange i guess yeah like a, a bronzy yeah 
but uh, yeah, it's it's you can't see through it by any means. Um, these to... glasses really, you know, help oh, yeah. get an idea <laughs> of uh, you know the the transparency of it. It's more transparent at the bottom, but the shape of these glasses kind of really it adds a little something. So real quick. Let's get the glass thing out of the way. Indeed, we got to do it. I'll tell you what, we got some legitimate stand-up dudes from J&J Smokehouse. Indeed. I am rocking their uh, their attire. The, the Big Buck Pool t-shirt. Yeah, buddy. Well, I, uh, I received a package in the mail. Um, it was actually, I got it on Thursday, and uh, I think I shot my deer on Friday. And I had the the box in the truck with me. That, that, that's it may this, have been this is a lucky all, charm. All, all beside the point, but uh, I received th- this package in the mail, and it was from J and J. And as soon as I I got it, I was like, nice smoked cheese, yeah. smoked meats, <laughs> something smoky. Nay, it was beer glasses. How about that? Uh, <laughs> they weren't a fan of the glasses that we were drinking out of those those little beer. Gl- Globlets. Goblets. The Globlets. The Globlets. <laughs> yeah, these are super nice, man. I've, I've seen these before. I've seen a few of them out there. A couple companies make something similar. I've never... Uh, these are super nice, man. Never drank out of this style glass. Nor have I. But mine says Admiral. Mine and, says uh, Warrior. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I got a picture of a hop, a hop etched on the glass a there. Hop nugget. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, J and J Smokehouse, for the Indeed, appropriate glassware. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll tell you what, they hold the the sixteen ounce can perfectly, like, like on the button, like on the like button. Yeah, it was funny because we, you know, we Mark and I were talking about this before the podcast. You know, he had sent me a picture. He's like, "Hey, look what came in the mail." It's like, oh, that's that's pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty badass. A couple stand up dudes. Indeed, at, at J and J. And, uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, really, is that going to make a difference? And then you put a beer in it and, and it hits right to the top of the glass. And all of a sudden I'm just like super happy. And then you pick it up. And, and, and then like, you're oh. drinking beer. And... It's like, a, it's like uh, you know, when you go to the gun shop and you handle a couple of pistols and that one just fits your hand. You know what, what I would compare it to? I was just thinking about it the other day because I was thinking about my bow. Yeah. When... You go to the bow shop and there's nothing on a bow. Yeah. And you're just firing arrows into like a, a piece of foam like a couple feet away. Sure. Just that. There you go. Like That's a good. That's sh- a better shooting, analogy shooting than new, a pistol, I think. It, it's basically just like super satisfying. Indeed. ASMR, man. Look it up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You're will in a couple hours because you're going to be Googling it. If I Google that, it, the... am I going to get in trouble? No, no. <laughs> You it, might have to delete your history. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's some weird term. You just Google it. You'll see what it is. It's uh, should yeah, I do it right now? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Because there's it's some kind of term where it just means like a satisfactory response to something. Like you know those weird videos where people are like throwing stuff. Autonomous into a, sensory meridian response. There you go. Yeah, I could, ASMR. An experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. Okay, so that's like when when you're at a concert and they and Soundgarden comes out and they play the first notes to Searching With My Good Eye yeah. and then the curtain drops and you're that's just like, Whoa. it. Yeah, the ASMR. Yeah. So, so that's what that is. 
Okay, well, we're way off topic. Uh, <laughs> this uh, this beer is, man, it is the, like the perfect IPA. Mm-hmm. We talked about the the Verde 2.0 yeah. being like a, a, a really clutch, like right down the middle IPA, right on par. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a great beer. And and the kicker is, you know, I, just about every episode we're reviewing uh, a beer that comes to us via Tavor. Um, yeah. which is cool because Tavor definitely sponsors uh, the beer segment. Well, they sponsor the podcast yeah. in general uh, to a point. You know what I mean? They, but, but we kind of hyper-focus on them during the, the beer review. Um, you know, and, and it's a really cool program. I mean, like Tavor is like the premier craft beer app. Um, you know, you get craft beers you've always wanted to try shipped right to you. The, the uh, was it, uh, how was it, 400? Oh, I, I always get the it's number way wrong. more now. I mean, when we started, it was 400. Now it's, I, I think that they're almost closer to six. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the cool thing is they, they, they try all the beers that they, that they focus on. So they try like thousands oh of different beers. God, I mean, can a, you imagine a, that, a that being a job? job you know what I mean? That must be. I, yeah, That's terrible. I feel for entry them. level minimum wage job if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> they try thousands of beers from small craft breweries all over the country, and uh, you know they'll find these cool little these gems that you know many of which you just can't find in your local you know uh, yeah. brewski joints. You know what I mean? Right. So you know with how many six hundred different uh, breweries now that yeah. they're they're affiliated with. I mean, you're bound to find something cool. Um, you know, something that's going to pique your interest, in, uh, whether it's a, a limited edition, a collaboration, a specialty brew. Like yeah. we went through the Kuyu run with Anchorage Brewing Company. Yeah. Um, Anchorage Brewing Company, we've become a bit of a, we've become some fanboys with those guys, whether it's the Within Us and the different thing they did with the Wolf Skull Jack project, yeah. uh, the artist. Uh, we've come across some really cool Just stuff really through cool, them. Cool, uh, cool company, just on the whole. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, they do all kinds of cool stuff. And, uh, you know, those of you who have heard us talk about it before, you know, you, you kind of get the gist of the Tavor thing. Mm-hmm. But for those who are kind of unfamiliar with it, it's it's definitely not a Beer of the Month club. Right. Uh, you get these Beer of the Month clubs where you pay 30 40 bucks a month and they send you what they've got. You know, you get this rank-ass yeah, beer that's like, been sitting on the shelf. for. <laughs> basically, I mean, it, the, be- the best way to put it is like it's like Amazon for beer. Like, exactly exactly you go in there you, you they they'll give you a certain selection every day they change up the selection you cycle through see something you like you add it to your case you, you buy it they pack it they ship it it's easy yep. um no monthly minimum fees no monthly membership fees yep. pardon me um thinking you know like wow you know a case of beer that's got to be expensive to ship yeah nope it's like fourteen dollars and ninety cents, I think it is, flat yeah. rate shipping. It's what you load it with, which That's it. Whether it's five beers or thirty beers, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the same flat rate shipping, which is super cool. Um, and if you go through the Sons of the Hunt link, you're gonna save ten bucks uh when you spend twenty five, which isn't hard to do. No. Um so ten bucks, uh you're looking at a five dollar flat ship honestly to get a whole case of beer sent to your house worth it that's a pretty stinking good deal Mm -hmm. so uh tavor lets you up your beer game substantially uh by uh getting access to all these beers you wouldn't even really know even existed whether it's beer types or flavors uh combinations that kind of stuff jump on it pretty good stuff yeah so go check it out 
um, download it on your Android, your iOS, whatever, um, and you start cycling. Yep. And uh, you get the link through Sons of the Hunt, and uh, they'll save you a couple bucks, man. Yep. Free beer is free beer. Yep. You got all your friends in for the holiday. Knock their socks off. Absolutely, some, some yeah. Rare beer, I've got you know? a case actually on its way. It'll yeah. be here in a couple of days. And cool. uh, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, baby. We've got a That's box it. of uh, Tavor coming, a box of beer from Tavor. It's a party in a box, as they Beer say. doesn't discriminate. Man. No, sir, it does you know? not. Doesn't care what anyway. you say when the lights are on. So, yeah, so go check out Tavor. Um, tell them we sent you. And uh, enjoy some great beers. Yeah, follow the link. I'll post that. Uh, you'll find it all over the place now. Um, yeah. It's good stuff, link, man. It'll, good stuff. It'll now, the end. if you happen to be in our neighborhood. Yes. Uh, you this, know. Is, this, this, is, this beer is worth talking about. Um, locally, I don't know if I've had anything as good as this. Um, likewise. Likewise. Yeah, we had one earlier when I first came up. We had a beer. That was pretty good, and it was it was that also from uh, Wall and Paul Pack, correct? Yeah. <clears throat> so for the second day in a row, I was at the Beer Express in Lenoxville. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> buying Wall and Paul Pack beer because mm-hmm. Bridget and myself drank all of the Wall and Paul Pack beer that I bought yesterday. See that? It happens. It you know was only I mean? four you get cans. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, then that's not like you were knocking <laughs> back a case. Yeah. No. But either way, I it has been cold outside though. I had to go get more and. Uh, yeah, it is just, man, it is just such a solid IPA. And it's, to try to describe it, it, it it's tough because it's, it's it's easily drinkable. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go for just flavor, I mean, it, it's robust with hops, but it's not overwhelming with hops. Right, right. Yeah, the hops are kind of like in the background a little bit, um, but they're there, you know, but the, the fruitiness is, is kind of up front. It's like uh, if you were to break it down into like a band, you know what I mean? The the fruitiness is like the lead singer, hoppiness is the drummer, and the bass player is hanging out with the fat what? chicks. <laughs> the, the bass player is, is leading the whole thing, though. He's just yeah, like grooving good. along, setting the pace. Th- that's it. You know? That's it. The Regardless Tim Comerford of, his, of, of uh, beers. Tasting women. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the only description that, that they give you for this is, is brewed with Columbus, Simcoe, Azaka, and Citra hops. Okay. And that's it. And then, you know, six Yeah, and they kind of leave it up to your IBUs. imagination. Uh, and another thing we had kind of commented on earlier is the whole um, Adult Swim Nickelodeon-esque um, Yeah, I label. love the, the can art. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they did a neat job on keeping it simple but uh, making it flashy. I'll tell you what, when you're walking through – your local convenient or Wegmans that or whatever great, it is, this can out. is going to stand out. Yeah, for sure. It's like fluorescent pink and blue and yellow yeah, and it's awesome. green. It's pretty cool. Uh, well done. Well done, Wall and Paul Pack Brewing. Yeah. Um, uh, this is definitely got a, a, a must-buy. If, if you have the opportunity to grab it, which I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I had this beer last year. This is their second run of it. And... Uh, from what I understand, it's in pretty limited supply. But I mean, if you're local, I think you could, you'll be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but don't don't pass up the chance, you know, because it's not going to sit on the shelf. If you right. see it now, buy it now. That's it. That's it. Don't don't sleep on it because yeah. uh, it it'll definitely be gone. Especially if uh, you know people start to if the word gets out. Yeah. That this is as good as it is. Yeah, we mentioned it on on some kind of, you know insanely popular podcast and everyone's going to go get it i'm telling you i'm telling you well well, that's the thing though this is a big craft beer market in this area i don't know what it is is around the rest of the country 
Um, you know, if it wasn't such a good craft beer market where we live, there wouldn't be nearly as many options as there are. True. Uh, so I would say that there's a couple people who are going to catch on to this right quick and yeah. uh, snatch them up. So if you see them, grab them. It'll be worth your while, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. But that's probably enough uh, beer talk. We'll just drink it. And, uh, yeah, and as I'm drinking it. As we... Shut up. <laughs> shut up about it. And we'll uh, get back to uh, some, you know, outdoor-related conversation. Indeed. Indeed. We uh, we left off the last half of the podcast uh we were going to talk about some stories from our season. I know you had a, an interesting time in New York, like you said. And, and it, it, basically, you know, the weather was just a crazy, crazy thing to deal with this year. Yeah, it's been kind of uh, a consistent theme. has uh, been crappy weather. Um, and honestly, we, you know, it was, again, 10 hours, I think, plus of just hunting in the pouring rain, cold weather, you know, not a whole lot going on. I think one of us out of, there's myself and seven other guys, I think one guy got a doe. Um, I did have a shot at a, a, a doe. Uh, the thing is that this time of year up there, they like to put on drives. You know, you have these big hunting clubs up there, and that's mm-hmm. basically what it was. It was a hunting club. There's a bunch of guys that got together. They leased a bunch of land, put a cabin up, that type of thing. It's a really cool spot. Uh, they call it the shack. In fact, I'm rocking their hat right now. Uh, they gave me a hat while I was up there. Um, really cool place. They got a, a pond. They stocked with fish. I mean, it's a really neat spot. Um, they like to drive deer. And they get a couple of guys together. They put like three guys standing and they'll go and they'll get like five, six guys and they'll drive. Um, and, you know, it was a, it was a circumstance that kind of um, brought up a lot of what I've learned over the years to, in regard to not shooting a deer, if that makes any sense. And, it, and hopefully it will in a moment. So what, what happened is... Uh, a friend of mine was going to do a drive for me. There was two guys pushing and pushing. It was I was right between a uh, access road and a large body of water. It was like a small lake, a large pond. I don't know how you want to classify it, but it was a large body of water. So you know deer are going to move through that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on this big rock, and I'm waiting and sitting there. And, uh, you know, I looked down the end, and I could see a deer moving. I could see the deer's body. Couldn't tell what it was. Um, eventually it stepped out from behind like a down tree and I could see, okay, it's definitely a doe. And she got out into the area, into an open area where I was able to get a shot at her. So of course I line up my crosshairs, get my scope on her. And I'm just about to click that safety off and I could see her head whip to the right. Okay. And I'm like, all right. So I know what that means. You know what here I mean? Come. Cause here comes my buddy who's driving. Yeah. That's my first thought. Now, if I, it was, it was my first year hunting. I may not think that, you know what I mean? Because learning how deer react to certain things and learning how wildlife reacts and how, you know, their body language yeah. is a big part of becoming an efficient hunter. Sure. So when I see her kind of in a, in a relaxed state and all of a sudden her ears go up and she whips her head right, I'm thinking my buddy's coming. Now, and it was about that time. I knew where he was going to be coming. I knew mm-hmm. how far out he was. And uh, so I held off and I picked my head up off the rifle to kind of look over to see if I could see orange coming through the woods. Right. And I didn't. You know, I didn't see any orange. So I settled my head back down on the on the, the, the cheek piece and looked through the scope again. And just as I did, she bolted. So I didn't get a shot. Now I Matt, Matt, tried to stop yeah. her, that type of thing. But she was gone. She was down over the hill, went down towards the, uh, towards the water. And no... Sooner than 15, 20 seconds later, here comes my buddy in the orange. I could see him. So it was one of those things where mm, I 
probably would have been able to shoot her and not had any problems. But mm-hmm. the fact that she had the reaction that she did caused me to second guess and Hesitate. not shoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, But that was the only deer I saw the whole day, which is unfortunate. But I'd still rather pass right. on a shot like that than risk sending a 30-odd six round in the direction of a good friend of mine I've been buddies yeah. with for 20-some yeah. years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, it's one of those things that, that happens. But uh, one of the cool things, and I sent you the picture um, oh, yeah, from the, the cabin. The cabin, yeah. That's what a sweet. cool place that was, let me tell you. A uh, bunch of guys, like I said, have this place, and you know, there's a lot of taxidermy in this place. And one of the coolest things I saw, uh, where's my phone? i got to look this guy's name up because i got to give him credit. Um, there, and When you walk in the cabin and you kind of look off to the right, there's this very large taxidermy uh, mount. I don't even want to call it a mount because it's beyond that. It's a super cool scene. It's a scene, yeah. Um, now the gentleman's name was Rick Morgan. So we're up in Narrowsburg, New York. So it's just over the Pennsylvania border a little ways. It's not all that far. I mean, from where I live, it was about an hour and change to get there. Uh, and I live in Northeast PA, so it wasn't that far to go. Um, so to make a long story short, uh, this gentleman, uh, Rick Morgan, he shot this buck, nice buck. And they brought it back to the cabin. They hung it. Now, please forgive me if, Rick, you're listening to this, which I'm not sure that you are. But if I get the story a little straight, because uh, the guys who were telling me this were, you know, already well into a keg doing, of... Doing uh, their own beer review. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, he come, he shoots this nice buck and brings it back to the cabin. And they all decide to go back out hunting again. They come back, and now the buck's missing. So, of course, he's convinced someone stole his buck. They look around on the ground, they do a little investigation and find all these drag marks by where the buck pole was. So they follow the drag marks, and sure enough, he finds his buck with a giant black bear standing on top of it, eating his buck. So he had a buck, he had a black bear tag, so he shoots the bear. So now he's got he shot the bear that was eating his buck. So he takes both of them to the taxidermy and has this big scene done where the full mount full body bear standing on top of the full mount <coughs> buck that is gutted yeah. in the corner. It's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's not a small bear. No, it's a big bear, yeah, man. It, it's, it's a big buck too. It's uh it's something else. I, I, as far as, you know, you know that my dad it, you know does taxidermy and for him to do something like that, that's it was an impressive endeavor. That's next no doubt. level. You're you're not just doing a, a shoulder mount. You are recreating a scene. And the, the thing that's that blows my mind about it is if you look, you can see that the deer was gutted. Yeah. So yeah. to to recreate that, I mean, it wild. Dude, it I, was I can't cool. wait to send it to my and dad. And the kicker is like that pedestal that's all on is on wheels, so you can move it around the cabin if you want. If you want to move to a new a new corner. <laughs> It was so, like, amazing. If somebody passes out, you could just like just, yeah, they can lay sleep, but in... you could lay them in the scene and take <laughs> pictures. You know what I mean? Because what kind of hunting camp would it be without somebody passing out into the bear buck scene? You know Waking what I'm saying? Up over a bear. That's it. But they had a full mount bear standing. Uh, they had all kinds of buck heads around the cabin. That's awesome. It was just a really cool. Cool setup. Those guys have got it together, and, and nice. uh, it was cool of them to have me up there. Uh, my buddy Mike Archangeli was the guy who invited me up, and he's one of the original founders of it. Uh, really cool spot, and uh, good guys. I met some really interesting guys up there when I was nice. there, so that was pretty cool. Very cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the highlights, I guess, for not shooting any deer. That was one of the highlights of, uh, yeah. of my season so far, was to see that kind of cool stuff. But we'll, we'll get you some venison. We'll get there, Either man. way, either way. Hey, listen, man, it's it's dark out. What time is it? It's late, So, and I've got a big vehicle. 11.38, yeah. I'm yeah, sure there's I mean, a lot of deer on the road between here and my house. So. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the popular term that, you know, they're, they're using these days for road, very crushable. Crushable. It's, these crushable. deer are crushable. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm getting to that point. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Don't worry. I, I've got, I've got some meat in the freezer. I, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've done my, my part this season and, uh, I don't know. It, it it's not really, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it contrasts your story pretty, pretty drastically. I mean, <laughs> mine was, uh, very lonely, lots yeah. of days just. Me and my thoughts. You hunted hard this year, man. I give you credit on that. Man, you hunted hard. I there was a stretch of I think like four days of dark to dark sits. Three out of those four days just downpoured. Yeah. And oh my god, it's just it's something else, man. Just getting through those days. It is. I've I've tried to describe it before, but it's just a mental battle in your own head. You know. Oh sure. And yeah, I've been there, man. The the thing that really. kind of got me to the top of the roller coaster was the very first day that I sat um all day it's first day or first Monday of my vacation uh the woods were nuts like I, I saw a ton of deer yeah and, and I that was I showed you that scene earlier it was a good scene we're talking like four buck chasing one doe yeah yeah so that definitely sets a stage for you a little bit yeah I mean after that it was it was like the rest of the day was easy to sit because I was just like, oh man, it's just going to get crazy again any, yeah, right? any second now. And that feeling kind of carried over. You know, I was talking to, uh, I think it was Brian and, and Bridget, and we were talking about sitting all day. Yeah. And uh, they're like, how do you do that? And for me, it's this season, it seemed like my all day sits were easier because it was just like the thought in my head just kept recurring. And the couple minutes, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it comes, and I don't know why, but it just I I didn't have any problems sitting all day this year. It was like I I just enjoyed it. It was just like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And trust me, I did not see deer constantly. Right. There were days that I saw like one deer in the morning, and maybe a couple deer in the afternoon. Like right at the end of the day, they would come out in the field on the other side of the field, like nothing right. even close. Right, right. And those days are just killers no doubt no and then that kind of comes along with being a seasoned hunter so to speak you know what i mean because you know when you first get out there and you're doing it when you're young you know you just you're dying to see something and if you don't see anything it almost feels as a failure you know what i mean if you don't yeah. see game or something like that and the more you progress through it and the more you stick with it the more you you get out of the sit itself you yeah. know you know whether it's you saw this, you saw that, or you tolerated this, or you sur- not survived, but you know you you made it through a long sit. I mean, there was one clip you showed me of uh, you sitting in the tree, and it was just like the wind was going oh, yeah. bananas, and yeah, that's the a funny snow thing. was might... snowing sideways. And... <laughs> I've been thinking about posting that clip just because well, it, it's it's entertaining. Just even that was though the there's end not of the a line, whole lot man. of yeah. Right? <laughs> That was when, you know, the, the frayed ends of sanity were, were, you know, making themselves apparent. Yeah. It was just, 
Yeah. And it'll do that to you, man. Yeah. It'll do it when you have those I'm not long that grinding kind of sits. No, I, I I'm know. Not, I'm not. I'm not a very loud, like emotions on my sleeve kind of person. And it was. Just, <laughs> I, I watch that clip every time. I'm like this is the goofiest thing I've ever right, seen. Right. Right. I'll, I'll post it. I, I was thinking about posting it for a while, but. Well, it's something I think you should because it, it's it's you know it, it just demonstrates, you know. I can't even put it into words. You know what I mean? But it's funny. You, you sit that long for days on end, and you, it's almost like when you don't get a lot of sleep for a long period of time, you yeah. just get giddy. Yeah, you're basically hallucinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just you, It's the same thing, this repetitious cycle that you get caught up in, and uh, it, it takes its toll for sure. And that, that was a killer for me too because, you know, I would I'd get up at, you know, whatever time, an hour before it gets light out, take my shower, pe- you know, I'd have everything packed, ready to go, get in the truck, get in the tree, sit all day, come back, it's dark, put everything on charge, wash my clothes, and then have to stay up until I could put my clothes in the dryer, you know, dry yeah. the clothes, put the clothes in a bag, get everything up by the door, packed, ready to go, do it again the next day. And that's it. And then do it yeah. again the next day. And then do it again the next day. And it was just... I don't know. I was like a it zombie. It can get brutal, man. It can get I was brutal. like a zombie after one point. And, you know, I, I the more I thought about it, I was like, geez. Uh, like, what if I wanted to break this up and go to another state? I almost felt like I, even if I had the opportunity, and I did, I could, I could have gone out to the spot in Ohio that oh, I scouted. Yeah. And I've been talking about that for a while. But it's like, I just, I want to hunt here. And because I know what's going on here, I just, I feel like. I have to hunt in Pennsylvania. And that's you it. It almost I mean? feels like I, unfinished. That's you know just I mean? it. I just, yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know, hunting the the first week of my vacation and then running out to Ohio and then just having like a random week where I don't really know what's going to happen. Right. I, I don't know. It, it's You're it's, already invested in it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's, my kids are the same way. Like, they, it's a bit of an analogy. Like, they'll, they love Legos. So it's like building this giant Lego castle and getting like 70% done and be like, ah, screw it. I got to go work on another another pile of yeah. Legos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you got to finish that castle, That's man. You got to finish that Lego castle. And you know, you know you're know, you playing this game where this, the second week of the, of the vacation, I'm just like, I know I'm this close. Yeah. And it's that thing, that same thought that's keeping me sitting there all day like a lunatic. Just a few more minutes. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And you know, yeah. uh, okay, well, oh, it's 10.30. Seen a lot of deer around ten thirty during right. the rut. Yeah. All right, now it's noon. All right, you know, five hour energy. Yep, it now is I'm rut. You're going to be moving. You know, you don't yep. want to go sit for lunch because you know that's when's going to happen. Yeah, yep. I know, man. I, I uh, one of these deer. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, it's one of the Euro mounts here. I shot him like one thirty. Yeah. So now every time one thirty rolls around and I'm doing an all day sit, I know, right? It's like. Psh- Killed deer at one thirty. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's it's just those kind of thoughts that keep you. Oh, oh, wait, wait. What what time did did that deer show up on the trail camera? Right. Oh, what was that? Two thirty the other day. He'll be here. Yep, he'll be here. That's it. Yeah, and it keeps you going. You know, but that's a good thing though. You know, as much as it makes you crazy, it kind of keeps you invested. It kind of keeps you kind of uh, paying attention to what's going on around you because it's real easy to stop swiveling the head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that, that, you know, head on a swivel, that's a big 
term when you're playing hockey or in football or something like that. But it's the same thing holds true when you're in a deer stand, man. you got to have a head on a swivel because how many times have you been like, looking up a, a cut and all of a sudden you look left and you're like, holy crap, where did that deer come from? They just emerge out of the, the leaves. They're just there. And it's like, man, where did that deer come from? I just was slacking. And they just show up, you know. So it's it's real easy to kind of uh, kind of fall off a little bit. Yeah, so. it's crazy if they just show up right in front of you. All of Indeed, sudden, right? They're right at, sitting at the decoy. It's in front an of amazing you. scenario. <laughs> Who would ever let that happen? Mm. But yeah, man, it, it's it's although it's been a, a, a fairly uneventful season, I, I still can't say it's been a bad season. I mean, we talked about earlier in the season, you know, when, when we had a podcast, we were talking about how it's really difficult to have a frown this time of year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a good time of year, yeah. man. Win, lose, or draw. It's and just it, a good time of year. Yeah. Could be, and, you know, you're getting texts from people you don't talk to all the time and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like, what, well, what are you seeing? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it creates all sorts of interactions and connections indeed, and, indeed, you know, yeah. I'll go down to the beer express and people know that I hunt. Do you see anything like people? I don't, I don't even know. Oh yeah. I get the what, same what, thing with the How'd you do this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like patience. I, you know, a guy will show up, I, you know, and do sleep studies at night, you know, I'll have a patient show up and they'll have a real tree sweatshirt and I'm like, bing. Done. I know what I'm talking it's about. Be an easy night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's just, it, it creates conversations with people you otherwise may, may not have anything in common with. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's an interesting time of year because this is what we all, you know, people who are deer hunters, you know, turkey hunters are a different breed. But most turkey hunters are also deer hunters. And, you know, you have, you know, all these random small game guys, that kind of yeah. thing, pheasant, upland, game bird guys, you know. We all have our own passion. We all have our own fix. Um, but, yeah, you know, the deer guys, this is that time of year, man. You roll right from archery into rifle and right out of rifle and back into archery. And, yeah. and there's a, a little bit of a, um unspoken bond that kind of happens there. And with people that, like you said, you haven't heard from anybody since last fall and all of a sudden they're right. messaging you like, Hey right. man, how'd you make out? Right. Yeah. It's funny how you, how you mentioned that. It's like everyone has their own kind of thing. And I was thinking the other day, you know, my, me and my dad, we used to small game hunt and we, we would, he was kind of all over it. You know, yeah. he liked a small game. He, he loves hunting rabbits. I don't really care for it. Yeah. It's not that I don't care for it. It's just like, my world just revolves around archery season. Yeah, that's just that's just my thing. It's my bread and butter. Like, sure, I, I love sure. it. And uh, that that was something that I just kind of came to fruition with the other days. Like, all right, I, I'm I'm a bow hunter. Like I, yeah. <clears throat> sorry, uh, I had a day off recently that I didn't use during archery season, and uh, I don't know if it was last week and my I. I wasn't hunting, and my my dad texted me, and he said, oh, "What are you doing?" I because he knew I was off. He said, "Are you in the woods?" I said, "No," and he was like, "What? Why not?" <laughs> and it was like, wrong with you, man. It was just like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't care to be there right now. Like I, I have other things I need to do. But if it were archery season, and somebody was trying to stop me from getting in the woods, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. like a fight. You know, right, I'd, right, right. I'd be I'd be ready to come at you. It, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. Everyone has their own bread and butter. And that's you it. Know? You know, everybody has their thing. But, you know, you see, like, you kind of had that analogy with the rut where you kind of back off with a can of spray paint and you start yeah. spraying, you get closer, and then you back yep. off again. That close spot, 
that's your deer hunter in Pennsylvania yeah. right there, man. Yep, that's it. And, and you know, everyone kind of digs this. You know, and, you know, everybody loves that four-legged <laughs> creature, man. That's it. And it pushes people to do crazy things. Indeed, indeed. Uh, you know, deer hunting has definitely been the cause of, I'm sure, many a divorce. Uh, mm-hmm. Many a separation. Yep. <laughs> Many a lost jobs, you know. Yep. Hey, I'm going to call in sick today, and then I'm going to post the buck I shot this afternoon on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. That's you know, that's it exactly happens. It. it happens. It's like the uh, the guy that keeps shining that spotlight in my yard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing against legal spotlighting, but don't do it during rifle season. And you better sure as hell not do it in my yard. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. Yeah, that could see that's, where that would get a little frustrated. me crazy, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's yeah. like, you know, don't be a dirtbag. That, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Like, what, what, are, what are you looking to get out of this? If you're, you're obviously breaking law, spotlighting during rifle season, so what else are you doing, you know? And, that's and it, what are you, yeah. What are you getting out of it? Setting a standard there. And that's it. You know, you know the deer are probably going to be there. They're there. You know, because, yeah, it's cold, and we usually have a lot of, you know, we, we could potentially have a good amount of snow by now. Um, once the snow hits the fields, there's not a lot a lot there for the deer. No. So they're not going to be there. But right now, I mean, there's, you know, it's been such a wild season, and the weather has been so so out, out of character that you're still going to see deer in the field. So yeah. you know they're going to be there. I mean, why would you want to spotlight a spot that you know you can't hunt? Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? I just don't know. It kind of boils down to the old school when you're like, you know, 12, 13 years old and you find that Playboy. You're like, oh, <laughs> right. okay, I can look, but can't but do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. So just looking. like. Yeah. So, you know, essentially this dude's just scoping out the Playboys in your field, man. Yeah. God, I don't weird. know. It, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. I, I no, mean, I, I can I get imagine. It. And, you know, you know, I used to, I used to spotlight, but. You know, I would always do it, you know, within the the legal limits of mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. But then it got to the point where, like you said, you know what's there. Yeah. You know, you know the, the deer well, are there. It's, 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 when it's a new thing, it's cool, it's fun, it's exciting, but it kind of loses its uh, romance after a while, you know, because now you're seeing big bucks in spots you know you can't hunt. It, and it, and it, it kind of, it's a kick in the gut. It, it also has that stigma <clears throat> that comes with it that, you know. What are you doing out there? Right, 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 right. Especially now. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the game commission has to build robotic deer just to catch people. It's craziness. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, do you really want to get kind of wrangled into that whole genre? You know what I mean? That whole demographic or that whole, uh, you know. Yeah, that's not something that, you know. Like I said, it was cool. And I I, I can't say I won't do it again because my kids are young, so they may get a kick out of it one day. Let's go hit a couple. But you know what? If I were going to do it, I do it on spots of people I know, so they know I'm coming. Because I got a couple of friends of mine who have some properties, some big fields, yeah. and like, hey, I'm gonna come up and shine a shi- shine a light in your field, and I'm gonna shine a shite in your field. <laughs> here we go. It's, it's come, well, must be must be coming down to the end of the podcast yeah, here. Yep, we're getting pretty close. Um. <laughs> we're not doing too bad, you know. No. We, we, you know, this isn't definitely not one of our longest podcasts, but uh, no, I mean, uh, you know. Hair over an hour or so. We're doing we, we, pretty we good. We caught up. At, yeah, I think yeah. which is what we what we pretty much had to do. Um, it's been a 
a while since we sat down. It has. It has. It felt it's, good. It's been a minute. Yeah, you know, and it was funny. I, I, I just, uh, I was for the for Thanksgiving. Uh, my brother lives out in Las Vegas. Uh, actually, lives in Henderson, which is just outside of Las Vegas. So we went out to see those guys for, uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, go out and spend some time out there. So I was kind of um, off the radar for for about uh, two weeks there. We were out there for ten days, but you know, leading up to it and coming home from it, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of you know focused more on family and that kind of thing so i was away from the social media and all that stuff which is fine it's a, it's nice to take a break from it every once in a while um but i had an opportunity to listen to episode 17 while i was sitting in an airport on like a five hour delay slash layover yeah. in washington dc which four or five times. really sucked but not the podcast the layover uh. um but it was it was a cool opportunity to sit down and actually listen to it and uh it, and i i really enjoyed it and uh but we got to the end there man and it got a little deep on us for a minute yeah i i you know when we were good. done with 17 that was one of the ones that we finished and i said wow that like i, I had a good time doing that one i really enjoyed that podcast yeah i felt like it kind of like meant something Se- 17 is probably one of my favorite episodes no kidding and it, no kidding recently i've been going back and listening to them and mm-hmm. i I kind of want to get to the point that I'm more familiar with them because I've had people approach me recently and be like, oh, when you talked about this and this, and I was like, mm, did we? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yeah, don't you remember? Right, right. You well, said it. <laughs> it's a little different because, you know, when you edit them, you kind of get firsthand knowledge. Or you, you, you spend a lot more time with the audio of it. People don't realize that when I'm editing this, I'm listening and listening and listening. And it gets to the point where... I can't listen to it anymore. Right, right. You're hearing it, but you're listening, but you're not hearing. Yeah, I, I got exactly. you. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm listening for echo. I'm listening for... For the yeah. editing value of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where I was like, oh my God, these two idiots again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, shut up. Is this going to end? Yep. Yeah, no. And, and that's, you know, and like the first time that I get to listen to it, fully is once you release it and then mm-hmm. i'll go back and listen to it you know whether i'm at work or you know i'm at the house or i'm in the car or whatever i'll go back and listen to it just to refresh myself on you know on what we spoke about and and, and that kind of thing and uh it, it was it was pretty cool to listen back to that one that was a good one we've got some good ones in the bank there for sure but that was uh that was pretty cool but you know again it got real serious and and deep there at, at the end of the last one so I thought I would kind of change the dynamic a little bit yeah. and tell a little story, a, a comical story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I talked to you about it earlier, but I didn't tell you the you story. Didn't tell me it, so no, you because get the uh, natural it, shock value. Yeah, it. yeah, it's it's pretty good. So um, I, I was years ago. I used to do a lot of waterfowl hunting, and uh, I used to do it with a friend of mine who I will uh, keep un, unnamed. For uh, you know, I don't know if he would appreciate me telling this story. Okay. Uh, nonetheless, I don't think he's a much of a podcast guy, anyhow. But uh, you know, so we we got permission from this farmer to go hunt ducks. He had this really cool swamp, this big pond in the swamp. So uh, we decided we're going to go scout this spot. And maybe we could throw a, a skinoo on the on the water and get back and find a good spot. Now, skinoo. Are you familiar with a skinoo? What a skinoo nope. is? A skinoo is a canoe with a flat back. Okay. So the flat back allows you like to put a, a motor on it. Like a John boat. Kind of, but it's a long, narrow canoe. 
Let it sharp. It's, so it's basically oh, like if you canoe. took a canoe, you're like a canoe. Exactly. Okay, got yeah. it. All right, I know exactly <laughs> what it is now. So we had he had this canoe that we used to use all the time. We put a little electric motor. I got stories about this stupid canoe that yeah, I could do a whole podcast <laughs> on just these the, the stupid hijinks that we got into trouble with this stupid thing. Uh, but nonetheless, so we were figuring we can find a spot where we can scoot this thing around the backside of a little floating island or whatever. We could shoot some ducks. So we get permission. So we go to the farm and we say, listen, we want to hunt ducks. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, like we're going to go back and take a look. He's like, that's cool. Just watch out for the goat. He's like, I got this really ornery goat that kind of hangs out on the farm. You know, he's been around a while. Just, just keep an eye out for him because he can be a little testy. Sure, no problem. So, of course, the whole way back, this is a while, this is years back. So I don't know if you're familiar with Adam Sandler and some of his comedy routines where he does the talking goat routine. YouTube it. It's hysterical. Okay. He does this talk, whole talking goat routine. So, of course, we're making these talking goat jokes all the way back to the, to the pond. So we get back, and we're no more than an arm's length away from each other. And we're both staring through our binoculars, looking at looking for ducks, looking for spots, you know. And and you can hear, like, the, the ground moving or the grass moving or whatever. But we both thought it was each other because we're looking through binoculars, you know. Okay. So I drop my binoculars, and I look over. Here's that damn goat. And he's standing right between us. And I'm like, oh, man, here's that goat. He's talking about the goat. He's, but he seemed harmless. He's just looking at He's wondering what the hell we're looking at. You know, mm-hmm. he's chewing on some grass, whatever. So I go, hey, hey, dude, it's a goat. And he turns around and he looks. And he goes, oh, man, it's the goat. So now this goat turns and faces me. And I'm like, all right. So now I'm getting nervous because the guy tells me this goat's not a happy goat. Yeah. So I, now I square up. Now I'm face to face with this goat. So he kind of takes a step towards me and uh, puts his head down. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Here comes this goat, you know? Okay. So he puts – so now my buddy thinks he's going to see something pretty funny. He's going to see me get headbutt by this goat. So now he's squaring up with the backside of this goat. So I'm looking at this goat, and sure enough, he puts his head down, and he's, he rears up. And he double donkey kicks my buddy right in the sausage. Oh, <laughs> Strike out. Drops him right to his knees, right? Oh, so no, so I'm God. dying. So Because, you know, I feel bad for the kid. Now, he didn't, like, full on blast him. Yeah. But he just, you know, you, you don't want to take a hoof. You don't want to take a hoof to the salami. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It could do, exactly. Could do some that could have right? sent you inside yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like Jesus. a frightened turtle. So he kicks him, right? Dude drops to his knees. The goat turns around. Bites his hat and walks away <laughs> with his hat. <laughs> right? That's awesome. So my buddy's on his knees groaning. He goes, that goat's got my hat. I'm like, sure shit, he does. <laughs> oh There's nothing God. I was going to do about it. So I thought I would leave off because we left off with a pretty deep conversation last time. So this story just came to me two days ago. And I That's was like, awesome. oh, my God, I got to tell this story. So I'll leave you with a little bit of a, a comical story about a goat kicking my buddy in the crotch. So. That, that was good. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you didn't tell me that earlier <laughs> because that was pretty good. Good stuff right yeah. there. Good stuff. Well, I really don't see us topping that. Follow so, that. Yeah. So uh, I think we're just going to end this. Um, the one thing I do want to say, I've been I've been putting some thought into it recently. Um, I think we're going to wrap up this year with the, the best of episode. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So uh, that's how we will get to 19. We got close to 20. Yep. But uh, I'll take 19, you know. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, yeah it, it's been a good year, man. This so, has been an awesome time putting this together with you. 
Uh, it's been a great response we've had from the people who have been interested in, in what we're doing. Yeah. And, and just bear with us because there's going to be all kinds of new stuff coming in the new year. It's, it's going to be good. Yeah. I, get a couple I, tricks I up our It's going to be all, all new, different, uh, going to travel down some different roads and, uh, try some different things. And I think that, uh, it'll be something worth sticking with. Absolutely. It'll be definitely be a payoff for those who have uh, followed along so far and have offered the support, which Mark and I, you know, we couldn't uh, thank you guys enough. We truly consider ourselves blessed to have uh, the kind of support that we've gotten so far. So uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you to Bridget. Thank you to my wife, Kim, yes, uh, for absolutely. supporting us in this whole menagerie here and uh, this experiment that we've been putting together over the last 12 months or 11 months now. So. Yep. And, uh, Congratulations to everyone who has made it through an entire year of literally listening to two guys just talk. Yeah. About yeah, yeah. Like, more power. More power to you. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. Mm-hmm. But Cheers to that. We will uh, We will say happy holidays to everyone because this is probably the last one for the year that we'll actually be talking on. I mean, the the best of will be, you know. Obviously, best of. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> no shortage. I, I think the the goats are gonna make that one. Thing, but, uh, <laughs> Gotta watch out for them ornery goats, man. Just when you think they're gonna headbutt you, they wheel up and kick your buddy. Mama says goats are ornery because they got all them ha- hairs and, and no hats to wear. <laughs> so fair enough. That's how we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If, if you really like it, subscribe, rate, do all that social media stuff. Indeed. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you. So thank you, and we will see you in 2019. See you in January.